You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. While many learners finish off their 12th schooling calendar, their academic journey doesn't end there. Some are fortunate to have parents to afford tertiary education. Others apply for bursaries and various funding so they can be qualified to pursue their dreams. The Department of Higher Education reviewed a number of solutions to the missing middle funding, outlining a number of loan and bursary options already available within the student funding landscape. Minister of Higher Education Blayton Zamande says the National Financial Aid Scheme NSFAS, bursary and funding policy has been reviewed and more will go towards helping students. We have committed as government the initial capitalization fund totaling 3.8 billion rand to support the loan scheme in 2024 for the missing middle. This amount comprises of 1.5 billion from the National Skills Fund and 2.3 billion from Sector Education and Training Authorities, CETAS. This amount, we estimate, will, find, will fund 47% of the missing middle students. That is 31,884 in terms of our estimate of the estimated 68,446. We have also committed funds to revive the NESFAS ICT systems, including NESFAS's own loan system. Nzamanda says there are plans to increase the fund to 4.2 billion per annum from the next year. In implementing, in implementing phase two of the funding model, which is now from 2025 to about 2034, the department will ensure that the seed funding contribution by government, we are going to increase missing middle funding from the, to 42.1 billion over 10 years, which is approximately 3.1 billion to 4.2 billion annually. Together with the National Treasury, we will continue to engage with relevant institutions, including public and private financial institutions, as well as public and private banks, to expand the scheme. However, there's been numerous issues with regards to the outstanding allowances and some students who have not been able to afford the accommodation. NSFAS spokesperson Ishmael Nisi says measurements are in place to try and mitigate the ongoing challenges. The NSFAS has now, um, it is actually now implementing uh, their new uh, communication strategy, which focuses both internally and externally. This includes the enhancements that are being made uh, on, in, the, in the call center and also um, to address all the issues that relate to uh, stakeholders. Um, there, there has been numerous uh, engagements thus far um, on the issues of outstanding allowances and uh, uh, NSFAS will communicate that as promised that by the 15th of um, uh, January we would have concluded that process. Meanwhile, economic analyst Bongani Masangu says there has been a push for the missing middle student to be funded and therefore this new model should be welcomed. So this is quite a noble idea from the department. Um, student leaders and other stakeholders have been pushing for the funding of 
the middle, uh, the missing middle for quite a long time now. So I think this will be positively re received in the sector and the entire country. But um, if you look into the model that was outlined by the minister, it's not really different from how um, Igusasa student financial aid program. So, and also we are happy with the fact that um, it covers as to how the funding will be made sustainable over time. I think the biggest challenge here would be the systems readiness of NASFAS, because we know that in terms of NASFAS systems, they are not always ready, um, even when the administrative, the administration of NASFAS always has a problem. So you can tell that the NASFAS in terms of systems is not quite ready. So to put on a new responsibility such as this one on them, that might also cause some crisis as well. That was economist uh, and analyst Bongani Mathangu ending that report by Paul Magubane. So for more on this, we join on the line by Mr. Veli Mbele, who's spokesperson for the Minister of Higher Education, Science and Innovation. Mr. Mbele, thanks for your time. Welcome to Updated Noon. Thank you. Thank you once more, Aosakina, for the opportunity to speak to you and your listeners. Mr. Mbele, let's just start with uh, what uh, the analyst uh, and economist, Mr. Bongani Matangu, uh, was speaking about there. But also, if you could just tell us in terms of the sort of thinking that went into uh, this further expansion of the NASFES system. The announcement that relates to the um, first phase of what we call the comprehensive student model has to do primarily with the uh, concern that had to do with addressing the financial needs of what is referred to as the missing middle, which, as you know, is uh, students who come from households that have a combined income of between uh, 350000 per annum and 600000 who are not covered in terms of the current uh, NESFA's this thing criteria. And uh, the the student model that the minister launched yesterday, right, uh, or announced yesterday, is meant primarily to address that bracket of students. And the thinking that went into it um, has to do with a number of things, right? One of them being uh, the huge number of students who are not able to access uh, NESFA's in terms of the current criteria primarily because they don't fall into that bracket, but also um, the impact that this has uh, both on the stability of NESFAS itself and the stability of institutions when you have a large cohort of students who are not funded, right? But also bear in mind that uh, one of the observations we've made, and this is also why we're trying to do this, is that uh, government across its various departments, agencies, and organs offers various forms of financial assistance. And the new student, this thing, funding model is also meant towards trying to create a central vehicle where we are going to have all these fund, uh, funding instruments under one uh, vehicle, right? So that's really what we are moving towards to. And the implementation agency here uh, is going to be NESFAS. And there are reasons to it, you know, all other things notwithstanding. And this is based on um, a study that has been conducted by the ministerial task team on this uh, model and uh, what is available in terms of the current system, but also the capacity that NESFAS has and how we are going to strengthen that capacity. And this is why we are also going to make an additional amount of money available to strengthen the IT systems at NESFAS. So 
We have been hearing uh, reports about uh, the situation at NASFAS, and as uh, the economist Bongani Matlangu was saying, uh, NASFAS uh, seemingly not able to deal with issues currently, and now, uh, you know, you are expanding on the work that they need to do. Uh, do you think that they will be able to cope, and when, when exactly is the implementation date? Yes. So uh, there is a legitimate concern, right, given what is in the public domain about what is happening at NESFAS. It's a very legitimate concern. And that concern was seriously considered by the ministerial task team and the two reports that were submitted. And I just want to give you a sense that we received recommendations, uh, about 18 recommendations, and three models were proposed, right? And so the point that one is making is that there was a thorough process uh, that was gone into to come to the conclusion that NESFAS would be the ideal vehicle, right? And the issues of capacity and the current reputational challenges uh, have not been overlooked. They are things that also went into what is actually being proposed. So like we said, it's the first phase. So the first phase is going to be implemented uh, starting this year, and the period is 2024-2025. And then the second phase is going to be uh, the period 2025-2030, right? So that is really what we are looking at. And um, NESFAS is going to make an announcement very soon with regards to the implementation plan and other related details like the guidelines. May I also add, there are a couple of universities that are already more experienced uh, in this uh, type of loan scheme, their input has been sought and they've also made their expertise available. And I can mention what, uh, two of them are the universities of Stellenbosch and uh, the universities of Cape Town. So with regard to the three funding models that you mentioned, Mr. Mbele, uh, what did they propose each of those three? So you, ha you, had, you had a variation uh, of, uh, of the various models. And some of the models suggested a, um, a a model that would be driven primarily, mainly, you know, from a, a a private sector perspective. And the other model that you would have would that would have been one that is mainly driven by the state. But you then had one that would have some kind of a hybrid, uh, you know, uh, approach to it, right? And the approach that we settled for is the one which is going to be mainly state-driven, at least in the initial phases, which is why NESFAS is going to be the driving vehicle for now. So coming back to this issue of the missing middle, and this was, of course, contentious even initially before this amendment that you know how do you decide on that uh, bracket uh, on uh, you know what the threshold would be for earning and yes. i would imagine that this continues to be a contentious matter why isn't the government looking at universal access for students if a student qualifies and has been accepted by a tertiary institution that is accredited and recognized by the department why shouldn't any and every student be uh, be eligible for funding which government can then work on various models to claw back there is there is part of the discussion that was had right and and um the, the the department had to make a number of considerations. In principle, that is that is that is the type of I system that we would like to have. The reality, however, as you know, is that um, 
the fiscal environment, because we also had to get a lot of guidance from National Treasury on, on the model, right? So the fiscal environment to fund it. And so we had the dilemma where, as a department, while we would like to do what you are exactly suggesting, which is the ideal, we also had to be sure that we would be able to fund it from a uh, the national fiscus, right? And so in terms of the reality of the national fiscus, um, in the short, in the immediate or in the short term, the universal, universal access model, right, would not have been realistic because we would not have had the financial resources to deliver on it in terms of the current funding system and how the universities also operate, right? But it remains something which we believe that we should continue to find a way of working towards because uh, it also deals with one of the things that we recognize in the document, which is the issue of um, the historical reality of in particular black students, but also the fact that not all universities necessarily have the same financial muscle. So in order to sustain the student, the, the system one, but also in order to make sure more students have got access uh, to higher education, it is important that you make it as uh, accessible as possible, you know. And those are the things that we had to balance and we continue to balance. But remember also, um, the, the the current model is not cast in stone, right? And um, it it may it may it may uh, as as we implement it, it may evolve exactly in that direction. Mm. But we just thought we should implement it cautiously. Yeah, but 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 you are moving sideways, Mr. Mbele, as a department on this matter. And I'll tell you what I take issue with. So, as a middle class parent, you are funding through your taxes the payment for poor students, which nobody is going to fuss about. It's the right thing to do. We expect government to take care of those who cannot take care of themselves in society. The issue, however, arises when I cannot afford to send my child to university because I'm expected to go and take out a loan. The bank tells me that I'm over-indebted and therefore they cannot give me this loan, so my child cannot go to university, yet I am making sure that other children are funded. That can't be right. The, the, the point is taken, right? And all of those factors have to be measured against a number of other factors, right? And one of them being the fiscal environment. And remember also... Um, the department operates in the environment that we find ourselves in, and the department does not necessarily create it. I'm sure you know that. At the same time, some of the issues that you raise, which are very legitimate, would require a more um, vigorous discussion at a political level, right? So a lot of the other things that impact the higher education system are things that require intervention at the level of the political leadership of the country. Right. And, and and those are the types of things that we are trying as much as possible to mitigate from a policy and intervention point of view. 
Well, we'll leave it there for today because I'm sure we'll be speaking a lot more, Mr. Mbele, given that uh, we are reaching that stage now where um, tertiary institutions will be opening uh, beginning of next month and leading up to that. I'm sure there will be quite a few discussions about NASFAS and, of course, what's been happening there. Won't get into some of the other issues right now. But thanks so much for your time, Mr. Veli Mbele, was the spokesperson for the Minister of Higher Education, Science and Innovation. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.